to the Grace on a Mission podcast, Reflections on the Depth and Width of God's Love for Us. Grace on a Mission is a weekly podcast of the sermons from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Garland, Texas. We invite you to visit us at gloriadaygarland.org. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For the love of Christ urges us on. I love that verse in the 2 Corinthians reading for today. I wonder, how is God urging you on today? We hear these, these um, parables by Jesus today, where he's in a sense sort of encouraging the people with, with these words. And I love parables, and, and there's probably lots of reasons why, but, I, but I, probably because I love stories. And, and uh, maybe you've heard the story of the conversation between God and St. Francis. Have you heard that story? It goes a little bit like this. God says, Frank, you know all about gardens and nature. What in the world is going on down there on the planet? What happened to the dandelions, violets, milkweeds, and stuff I started eons ago? I had a perfect no-maintenance garden plan. Those plants grow in any type of soil, withstand drought, and multiply with abandon. The nectar from the long-lasting blossoms attracts butterflies, honeybees, and flocks of songbirds. I expected to see a vast garden of colors by now, but all I see are these green rectangles. St. <laughs> Francis replies, Well, it's the tribes that settled there, Lord. They started calling your flowers weeds and went to great lengths to kill them and replace them with grass. Grass? But it's so boring, it's not colorful, and it doesn't attract butterflies, birds, and bees, only grubs and sodworms. It's sensitive to temperatures. Do these tribes really want all that grass growing there? Apparently so, Lord. They go to great pains to grow it and keep it green. They begin each spring by fertilizing grass and poisoning any other plants that crops up in the lawn. The spring rains and warm weather probably make grass grow really fast. That must make the, the tribes very happy. Apparently not, Lord. As soon as it grows a little, they cut it, sometimes twice a week. They cut it? Do they then bale it like hay? Not exactly, Lord. Most of them rake it up and put it in bags. They bag it? Why, is it a cash crop? Do they sell it? No, sir. Just the opposite. They pay to throw it away. Now let me get this straight. They fertilize grass so it will grow, and when it grows, does grow, they cut it off and pay to throw it away. Yes, sir, Francis says. These tribes must be relieved in the summer when we cut back on the rain and turn up the heat. That surely slows the growth and saves them a lot of work. You aren't going to believe this, Lord. When the grass stops growing so fast, they drag out hoses and pay more money to water it so they can continue to mow it and pay to get rid of it. What nonsense! At least they kept some of the trees. That was a sheer stroke of genius, if I do say so myself. The trees grow leaves in the spring to provide beauty and shade in the summer. In the autumn, they fall to the ground and form a natural blanket to keep moisture in the soil and protect the trees and bushes. It's a natural cycle of life. 
Francis says, you better sit down, Lord. The tribes have drawn a new circle. As soon as the leaves fall, they rake them into great piles and pay to have them hauled away. No, what do they do to protect the shrub and, and, and tree roots in the winter to keep the soil mo moist and loose? Well, after throwing away the, the leaves, they go out and buy something which they call mulch. They haul it home and spread it around in places of the leaves, in place of the leaves. And where do they get this mulch? They cut down trees and grind them up to make the mulch. Enough. I don't want to think about this anymore. St. Catherine, you're in charge of the arts. What movie have we scheduled for tonight? The movie's called Dumb and Dumber. Lord, it's a story. Never mind. I think I just heard the whole story from St. Francis. Well, that one makes me laugh about kind of, okay, it's not a real conversation, at least that, not that I know of. Somebody wrote it, obviously, to be funny, but it made me think, it made me laugh, but also made me think about how we complicate things in our, in our lives sometimes and, and how um, God does things like bring rain and to nourish the earth, but also to bring Jesus and God's love to us, to encourage us, to, to help us to grow in, in our faith and our life and our love and relationships. But we complicate it, we mess it up. We hear in our, our parables today, um, a couple of parables. First, the, the, obviously the grain, the seed of grain, and then the mustard seed. And I always, sometimes I think, why does, Jesus speak in parables so often. What's the deal with that? Well, certainly because people love stories um, and, it, and it's easy to engage in a story. Or perhaps these were things that they could understand in the current culture. Certainly the harvest was very important to the people, many of them farmers. You know, they grew their own vegetables. They didn't have supermarkets to go to, right? They, they knew about growing things. And so perhaps Jesus was speaking their language. So it's kind of the language of the culture. The, the first parable, God works, God works while we sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of how he presents this, that the, God is doing these amazing things while the farmer is sleeping. And, and it's really kind of a mystery, even though scientists and, and uh, uh, you know, people who've studied plants, they know the science of it, and, and we do, but there's still this incredible mystery about it, isn't it? How things grow, just like there's a mystery about how God grows our souls and gives us food for our souls. And then the second parable, of course, maybe reminds us of how God makes wonderful, great people out of something very small. A baby grows into an adult. It makes a difference in the world. I can't wait to see how um, our young children grow and what they what they become. And it's been fun watching our, our daughters grow and now a grandson and, and wonderful things are happening. It's sort of my modern day parable of what, what I'm living in as I as I watch my family grow. It's it's a wonderful thing. Sometimes scary, but also a wonderful thing. What parable are you living in today? Or maybe another way to ask it, 
what would be your modern day parable? You know, I mean, imagine the kingdom of God is like a cell phone. You can call on Jesus anytime you want. I don't know. I couldn't. I, I had a hard time thinking of a really good modern day parable. But what, what parable are you living? What story, in other words, what story are you living? What is your story that God, that you need to tell? What is the story of how you've been part of God's story? How has the story of Jesus Christ impacted your life? What story do you tell when you share about how the love of Christ has come into your life, called you by name, caused you to change and move and make a difference in the world and love your neighbor? What story would you tell? Even though each mustard seed probably looks alike, they're all uniquely different, right? Every seed is different. There's so many different seeds that grow different things. That's a lot like you and me. God has created a unique seed in you and wants to nourish that and help that seed grow and see that, that seed flourish into this life. God plants God's love in us so that that love might grow and spill over into the world. It says in 2 Corinthians, for the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all, Jesus. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. So if anyone, anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. You see, God is urging us with God's love today, through the story of Jesus Christ, urging us to share God's love to breathe in the Holy Spirit that empowers us and gives us the courage and urges us to go out into our world and make a difference with God's love. May we be made new. May we sprout new things. May we sprout new ministries, newness in our own lives, newness in the church, so that God's love will continue to flourish in this world. You might be only a seed, my friend, but God is growing you into amazing, amazing things. God's love is growing you into the person God wants you to be, child of God, loved and nourished in Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to Grace on a Mission. Please join us next week as we explore the depth and width of God's love for us. We invite you to visit us at GloriaDayGarland.org.